All right, so we've just had probably the biggest Bitcoin correction of, of the cycle, or certainly the, one of the most aggressive Bitcoin corrections of the cycle. It was a, a leverage flush out, which flushed out about $400 million worth of long leverage into the system. Now, the big question is, after being in this complete sea of red, the big question is, is this the end of the bull market? Is this a healthy correction or is this even a, a, a correction at all that is what we're going to be talking about today and if it is a correction is this an opportunity to be buying the dip to be buying the tokens that we missed out on in in the bull market those tokens that we thought were getting a little bit more expensive so today i've got a super 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 treat for you guys i've got austin and aaron from altcoin daily and they're here to share their views of what's happening in the market so we've got a massive 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 show today it's a bonus show a special show so let's do it guys let's get into it You know, I'm so excited about doing this show for you guys today. And the reason why I'm so excited about doing this show today is because, you see, those two guys over there, those two guys on the screen over there, Aaron and Austin, they are two of the smartest minds in this space. But the thing is that they're so humble that then you never actually hear them giving their opinion about the market. So they're one of the biggest channels, if not the biggest crypto channel in the world. They interview all the biggest guests. They get all the amazing, amazing, amazing alpha. And it's very, very, very rare that you get them onto a show where we can actually squeeze the alpha out of them, squeeze the juice out of them. And that's what I'm very excited about today because I, I really want to hear what they think about the market. This morning, when I woke up, I saw this over here. So I saw them tweeting saying, a Bitcoin retracement today was only a 10% dip and it's very normal. But I, I'm wondering if they worried that this correction is going to continue and maybe even get uh, a whole lot worse. So um, just before we start the show today, I just want a quick, quick, quick reminder. So number one, we're doing the show on Banter Plus. You know you're on Banter Plus. It's our, our new channel. Guys, subscribe to this channel. I want to watch you guys subscribing to this channel right now. This is where we're bringing you a whole lot of alpha. This is where all the new alpha is going. So make sure that you subscribe and make sure that you hit the bell notification because if you don't, if you don't, if you don't, then you're not going to get the alpha. So subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. The other thing is, I know a lot of you are farming for airdrops at the moment. It is airdrop season. We're all making life-changing money on airdrops. We saw the Pith airdrop. We got the, the Gito airdrop. We've got a whole list for you guys, which we will probably talk about later on the show today, which is a whole list of new airdrops, which are actually coming. Now, one of the things that a lot of people don't know is that if you are farming for airdrops, the service in order to get the airdrops you got to use the protocols when you use the protocols the protocol providers are looking at your wallet address and they are looking at your ip address so if you want to be farming for a lot of airdrops and you keep changing your wallet address to to make them think that you're using multiple wallets it doesn't work unless you're also changing your ip address and if you want to be changing your ip address you need a vpn because as you can see every time you interact with a protocol this is the IP address, your, your computer's unique IP address actually gets sent to the protocol. If you have a VPN, you can basically change the location of where you're at and you can make it think that each wallet comes from a different location. So if you are starting to farm airdrops and you want to farm with more than one wallet, then just make sure you download a VPN. There's a link for a VPN below for NordVPN. We love NordVPN. They are our sponsors. They are also um, a very cost-effective VPN. You 
looking at paying, I think, $2.88 a month and you're getting a 30-day money-back guarantee, four extra months, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you'd be silly to be doing all the hard work to farm the airdrops and not actually using NordVPN. You can sign up using the link below on the Christmas special and you support the channel, which helps us bring more love and more um, uh, 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 content like this. All right, before, um, without uh, delaying the show any further, remember how the show works. The more you like, the more excited we get. The more excited we get, the more alpha we give. Uh, you can see the guests are here. You've got uh, uh, Aaron and Austin with us. Guys, how are you? Excellent. Thank you for having us, Ren. Love okay. being here. So just for the audience, which one is Aaron and which one is Austin? Ren, I think you know. Uh, I, I guess I know. Austin, Aaron. Austin. Aaron. Okay, so that's Austin and that's Aaron. Guys, it's such a, a great honor to have you guys here. I know we've been trying to do this for years and years and years. And because of the time zones and because of the banter show time zone, it gets a little bit difficult. But I meant what I said in the beginning of the show, that I think that you guys have a wealth of knowledge because you meet and you speak to all the most important people in the space. You also put out amazing content. And I think it's very rare for someone to actually squeeze the alpha out of you guys. And that's what I intend to do here today. I intend to go into ecosystems. I intend to go into tokens. I intend to go into every little detail. And I intend to go into every little detail. So I think let's start off by looking at the tweet that you guys posted. And you said, look, this is a 10% correction. This 10% correction is absolutely normal. I agree with you. We're going to have a lot of corrections in this bull market. I mean, that was 2017 or 2020. Yeah, that was a 2017 bull market. That's the 2021 bull market. If you've been here for long enough, you're used to bull markets. The question is, is this one of those corrections or is this just a leverage flash out and we continue to go up? Ran, if you would go to Altcoin Daily IO on Twitter and look at the most recent tweet that I put out on dips literally maybe 30 minutes ago. Uh, in my opinion, like people are asking, yes, right there. Corrections are very normal. And we were lucky enough back in the 2016, 2017 run up to have 30%, 40% corrections in 2021. We got maybe 130 for one day, but it was really 10 to 20%. Now we're getting still 10 to 20%. So for me, and keep in mind, you know, I, you know, nobody knows what the market's going to do a year from now, let alone tomorrow. But for me, understanding the asset you're investing in, that it's going to be super volatile, that volatility comes with the comes with the territory, understand that, yes, Bitcoin could easily go back down to 25,000. Anything is possible in crypto, just like Bitcoin could have these 10% dips and just keep going up because there's a almost a perfect storm, in my opinion, coming in 2024, which is a demand shock and a supply shock. Usually with cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, we it, the more clear... Uh, future is that uh, supply shock with the having. We know what that does. We see that every four years. The demand shock is coming from an institutional level with the largest asset manager in the world, BlackRock and others. Both of those things are coming. So for me, I think understand the asset you're investing in and buy the dips when you can. So I want to just show you something based on what you're saying, the demand shock and the supply shock happening at the same time. What we know is that there's diminishing returns in every Bitcoin cycle. And what that means is that the first cycle gives you 50x and the next cycle gave us 12x and the next cycle will probably give us 5x. But I read this and I wonder how you feel about uh, this, this, this tweet over here. It comes from James Van Straten and he says, I think, why I think diminishing returns will end this cycle. Since the cycle, um, 
sorry. Um, this this is before the halving ETF and a rebound in global liquidity. So what he's saying is, he thinks that the diminishing uh, returns cycle will end because, as you say, we have a supply shock in the halving, and then you have a a demand shock in terms of the ETF and an increase in global liquidity. And so he thinks that marginal um, returns will end and we'll, we'll, we'll basically shoot the lights out in this bull market. Is, is, that, is that what your cycle is based on? Uh, I'll jump in here. And yeah, Aaron, the other half of Altcoin Daily. Uh, great to be here with you, Rand. Big fan of you as well. Um, diminishing returns, it's interesting. Well, well, first of all, let's talk about the dip in general. Bitcoin did dip 10%, as my colleague Austin just said, 30% dips, pretty normal in a, even a Bitcoin bull cycle. What caused this dip? I think if there's something, I mean, 10% dip, that could just be quant funds, you know, trading. But I think if there's something narrative wise, the reason Bitcoin dipped is because Elizabeth Warren in the US, and she, she basically lined up a whole host of bankers in a congressional hearing the other day, and basically got them to go down the line. It was clearly very rehearsed. And, you know, she's rehearsed uh, dialogue publicly with like Gary Gensler before they're, they're in the same camp, Gary Gensler and Elizabeth Warren. And she went down the line of bankers and said, basically, Bitcoin funds Hamas, Bitcoin bad. The, the, one, the clip that went around is the Jamie Dimon clip, but literally 10 bankers. And, uh, you know, certainly instilling fear, uncertainty and doubt into the market. Um, now to talk about diminishing returns. Here's the thing. If any of us knew the future, we'd all be rich. History has shown us that diminishing returns, it's likely to think that's going to continue to happen. But then people always say this time is different. And truly, every cycle is different. But, you know, cycles in general, not different. I would say if there, if everybody does seem to be thinking diminishing returns, everybody seems damn sure of it. And everybody kind of feels burnt from the last cycle. So if there was a cycle to kind of outperform, it could be this one. Um, certainly, BlackRock ETF gets approved. See massive inflows, uh, ETH ETF speculation combined with presidential election year, liquidity returning, the halving. Um, there's certainly a bull case to be made, but uh, I tread on the, I, I are on the side of caution and uh, I'm hopeful. So, I mean, I must say, I've been watching this dip and I think Elizabeth Warren may have been a catalyst, but those clips went viral last week. Like Jamie Dimon went viral last week. The North Korea, crypto is funding North Korea. Like, I don't know if you guys heard that part of, of what you did. That was also last week. What I saw this weekend is leverage. Just all I saw was a bunch of degen leveraged apes. And I, I tweeted something about it. I said, look, uh, everybody's right. Everybody's euphoric. Everybody's rich. It just doesn't feel natural. It just didn't feel natural to me. And I saw this chart here. This chart, what it shows me is that Every time that we hit the top of the leverage cycle, we have a correction. So, I mean, there's the top of the leverage cycle. There's the correction. There's the top of the leverage cycle. There's the correction. There's the top of the leverage cycle. There's the correction. Top of the leverage cycle, correction. And then the last one is here where we are today. I just don't know if this is the beginning of the correction because there's this magnet of this ETF that, it's gonna just, that just keeps pulling us up again. So I just think this market feels like it's crash-proof or correction-proof. Yeah, I tend to think people are, are uh, just feel uh, a sense of confidence that, well, the BlackRock ETF is coming. And, it, and if it didn't come on uh, in January, I think we could see a continuation. But, you know, I tend to think it's going to be uh, continuing to be bought up and kind of grinding upwards up until like January 5th through 10th. And then if, uh, you know, things, uh, uh, if something happens, the ETF isn't approved, then we'll see a, a continuation. Um, 
how confident are you about January? You've interviewed a lot of people. You've 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 broken down a lot of articles. You've broken down a lot of data. How confident are you that this thing's getting approved before the tenth of Jan? I'm confident that the experts, the researchers, are ninety percent confident this is happening in January. We reference Twitter personality ETF expert James Seifert. I believe that's his last. How you pronounce Seifert, his last yeah. name? Uh, Seifert. Yeah. Yes, he 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 puts out great uh, X posts on X uh, about the likelihood and what has happened historically. And then obviously the people at Bloomberg Intelligence are putting their name out there saying this thing is happening in January. To me, the biggest signs are um, how the SEC is uh, coming back and getting all these notes or giving notes to all these applications. That's something we have never seen before. Um, so it seems like all the breadcrumbs, all the little things are lining up uh, for a positive January announcement. And, you can and then see I'll just, uh, I just want to jump in real, I just want to jump in real quick um, because one of the experts we did interview is our co-whale from the Web3 uh, Shark Tank-like show, Killer Whales, Anthony Scaramucci. I'm talking about a politician, financier, Anthony Scaramucci. And uh, he is in on the BlackRock ETF uh, with BlackRock. I mean, once it gets turned into an ETF, he was the first outside investor. So we had him on the show and you know, he's very confident and he kind of instilled confidence in me because really the, the pivotal thing is the uh, SEC's loss against Grayscale, kind of saying, you know, if you can approve futures based products, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to approve spot products. And uh, because we have Bitcoin futures, Ethereum futures, uh, there's, you know, not a big way Gary Gensler can get around that. I mean, certainly he's been trying, but uh, at this point, precedents have been set. Momentum is there. Uh, you can never be 100% confident, but uh, you know I tend to match the uh, the bullishness of the Bloomberg analysts and say, yeah, 90%. I mean, I saw this. So the, this is the SEC's investor.gov. This is the SEC updated site. There's a crypto assets section in the beginning, in the middle, slap bang in the middle of the page. There's also the change in the Google policy, which was published this weekend, where Google are now saying that they allowing, I mean, get this, uh, they're allowing the advertisement of cryptocurrency coin coin trusts specifically to the United States. Now, to me, that's like, look, they did say 29th of January. I mean, you know, that's what they said. They said it's from the 29th of January. So to me, it just feels like all the, all the pieces are lining up. And I think that if, I think that if, look, I don't put anything past Gary Gensler because him and Elizabeth Warren to me are the two, the two worst humans in the world. Terrible, terrible, terrible human beings. But I think that if he dragged the BlackRock all the way down and made them change their applications and change their filings and do all that crap, and then he didn't approve the ETF on the last day, I think that, that, that you know, like I think Larry Fink would have him personally fired. I think that, that's what that's what would happen. So that that's why where I think this is going. Now, question: We get the ETF. Is it a sell the news event, or is it a buy the news event? So, like, what I'm asking is, we've had a run up. We're at forty four thousand. What do you think happens when we get the approval? Like, bang, we get the approval. What's the next step? Aaron, I don't know if you want to take this I one. I'll take it. I'll take okay, it. Okay, so Aaron, I want Aaron to. I want to hear Aaron's opinion right after, though. Um, I actually did a video on this uh, last week. It was called uh, "When to Sell Your Cryptocurrency in 2024," and essentially just talking about is BlackRock going to be a sell the news event? To me, I think it will be. Now, will the will the sell the news be uh, big on any grand scale? 
I don't think so. I think we'll see something very similar to when we saw the gold ETF approved back in 2004 for the very first time. Um, gold had a little run up into the approval, just like we're seeing with Bitcoin. And then it corrected for the next three weeks. Um, now, if if you look at the gold chart for the next two years or two to five years after, gold essentially only kept going up. But there was a sell the news event. I think there will be one just because some people in the market are just traders. And when BlackRock announced they did the application, some big money as traders, they don't believe in the space. They bought on the news. They'll sell. That stuff just happens. But through that noise, it's going to be a huge institutional on-ramp that we've never seen before. So big picture, you know, if there is a dip, there may not be one. But if there is a dip, I don't see it lasting long. Guys, just while before before we get into to Aaron here, just uh um, this is the channel. If you guys aren't, I mean, they have already got 1.36 million subscribers. That means that most people already subscribed this. But if you haven't already subscribed, there is a link below. It's a top, 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 top link. Click on that link and subscribe to this, to this, to their channel. They make amazing videos. Here's the video that he spoke about uh, a second ago. But they, they make amazing, amazing videos. They even make videos with Bitboy Crypto. They even, even make videos with Bitboy Crypto. Bitboy Crypto. All right, Aaron, your And I will say, and I will say, we have an interview dropping with Iran in just a few days. So if you, we interview Coin Bureau, we interview Ben Armstrong, we interview the Gamut, and there's going to be a great one dropping with Iran. Amazing, amazing. So, all right, up to, over to you. Yeah, and, uh, you must subscribe to us on your alt account because I noticed that account was not subscribed. But ah, I, I do okay, know you. Okay, okay, hold on. There we go. My alt. Okay, I'm now. I've changed it. I've changed my ways. My Crypto Banter Plus account is now a subscriber to the channel. Hey, there we go. Yeah, let me give my take on, the, is the ETF a buy the rumor, sell the news thing? Because it, it kind of seems like everybody knows about this this ETF happening. It could turn out to something like that. And, and before I give my thoughts, I do. you brought up like Google changing their policy on, on the how crypto companies can advertise and that specific language you shared. I think that is a big deal. I think, you know, that's something that people should really clock because I was listening to your spaces prior and it has, with Corey Clipston saying, you know, plenty of crypto companies to try to you know get on google and everything be okay all it took was larry fink and blackrock to come in and said google you need to change the rules so i think that is a big deal and then you know is it going to be a buy the rumor sell the news type thing uh i certainly have a few different scenarios in my head if you're thinking just one thing will happen you don't really have a plan for other possible scenarios i think you're going to get burnt and so you know i have a bullish scenario i have a base case and i have a bearish scenario the most bearish scenario is that the ETF is approved and we actually don't see big inflows and, you know, that would not be good. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I do think there's a lot of money um, on the sidelines that it just makes sense for them to buy an ETF. Um, but it could be a, a, a sell the news type situation. Then you don't even see inflows and, you know, you have to have a plan for that. I think my base case, which I'd go, you know, 75, you know, 70 percent. I think this is going to happen. We see if we keep gr grinding up until a January week one approval. Then we see a continuation Bitcoin pumping on that news, maybe, maybe for the next month. And then we see kind of a three month cool down getting into summer. That's kind of my base case. And then uh, hopefully um, after the having, we see a, a continuation and a grind up. That's kind of my base case. But, you know, the bull case is uh, that, uh, you know, Bitcoin pumps and pumps and pumps. And actually we have we top earlier because another thing, everybody's preparing for this ETF, but also everybody's kind of preparing for the four year cycle at this, at this point. Mm. We could, could kind of see the cycle top out. Uh, you know, significantly earlier than ever before, if, and I think it's a major possibility, if the BlackRock um, ETF does get approved, we have the Ethereum ETF 
hype. Um, so like, you know, something kind of like the counter narrative that I'm preparing for is uh, uh, an early top where the where the BlackRock uh, ETF gets approved. And because, uh, uh, you know, actually Bitcoin's having is coming up next year and we don't really see uh, the all time high typically until one year after Bitcoin's having. Um, and just, just so much hype early on. Uh, you know, I think we could see an early top. That's kind of like my uh, different scenario. I don't hear a lot of people talking about. Certainly many people are. Some people are. But uh, that's what I'm preparing for. So that, that's the chart that you're talking about. And usually what we do is we have a pullback. So you can see that in all previous cycles, as soon as we touch that trend line, we usually have a pullback. We have the same pullback over here. And kind of like because of the ETF magnet, we don't have that pullback this time around. And so there is a lot of speculation on, on exactly what you're saying, which is maybe this is a quick cycle. A quick cycle is not necessarily a good cycle because it means that the high will be a lower, not as high as we want it to be. So I have seen that that theory going around quite a bit. Uh, interesting to think that, that that is one of your uh, one of your cases. Um, all right, so look, guys, uh, it's been amazing to 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 be conservative and talk about Bitcoin, but I think it's time for us to really, really, really start degening now. This is like. Let's, let's turn up the heat a bit. We want to get the heart rate racing a bit. This community at Banter, as you know, they're a bunch of fucking degen, degen, degenerate gamblers. That's what they are. They only want to talk about altcoins. That's why we're here. Um, guys, remember how this works. The more you like the video, the more subscribers we get, the more this clock over here goes up, the more our heart rates race, the more our heart rates race, the more alpha the guests bring, give you. That's basically how it works. So um, let's talk about altcoins. This is a very different altcoin season. You've had uh, Ethereum pretty much not do anything yet this cycle. I mean, yeah, it has gone up, but it's, it's been pretty, I'm not going to say disappointing. It's been pretty stagnant. Um, I'm going to quickly go to the one-month chart here on Banter Bubbles. You can kind of see the narratives that have been performing in the one-month chart. So AVAX up 140%. Bonk, meme coin on Solana, 344%. Celestia up 177%. Audi, 144%. Beam Gaming, 151%. Do you think that we're going to have an Ethereum melt your faces, Ethereum and Ethereum layer two melt your face pump? Or do you think that the technology behind Ethereum has been referred to as a spaghetti of layer twos, a spaghetti, uh, layer two spaghetti chains, I think that they called it. And it's complicated and it's hard to use. Do you think that maybe this time the market's going, look, it's not, Ethereum's not as exciting as these new technologies you know, that have come of age, you know, AVAX, Solana, um, or do you think that ETH is just lagging the cycle? Who wants to take it first? Austin, Aaron? I'll, I'll jump in real quick. And uh, that's what we always have to decide, Ran. Who's jumping in first? We never know. Um, was, it but, like that? was it like that with girls as well or not? I call this one dibs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, you know, yeah, it's ETH has been pretty stagnant, kind of a, a little bit of a stable coin lately uh, to answer your question i do think very bullish on ethereum very bullish on layer twos as a narrative generally because ethereum does have a lot of value besides bitcoin eth is the only one kind of being considered on a global level um being recognized as kind of regulatory approval in the in the west and also could be like a, a base type of money in the ethereum ecosystem every other chain is you know highly controlled by vcs or or you know doesn't really represent the properties of money now i'm not like a eth ultrasound money guy but you know they do make a point on eth the asset is a little different so eth is going to be around is my point and i might i think ethereum is going to continue to see usership and uh you know people build on the chain and when that happens 
you know, it's still very expensive. People are going to be looking to Ethereum layer twos. People are going to be looking to alternative layer ones still. That was a big um, narrative in the last cycle, alternative Ethereums. I think we're going to continue to see that maybe on a consolidated level. You know, last cycle, it was many, many alternative uh, uh, Ethereums. This cycle, I mean, certainly Solana is differentiating itself. Uh, Avalanche, Cardano still has a big community and others. Uh, but I think layer twos this cycle, I am very bullish on. Okay, so if you had to put money behind, um, let's say you got $10,000, you got to allocate the $10,000 around layer ones and layer twos. Okay, so you're talking about ETH, Arbitrum, Optimism, um, Solana, AVAX, um, Cardano. How do you allocate the ten thousand dollars? Because I, I, I guess that's the moment of truth. When you have to put your money, when you have to put the chips on the table, that's the moment of truth. How do you allocate the ten thousand dollars? Only layer ones and layer twos. We're going to get into other narratives in a second, but for now, let's talk about the ten thousand dollars on layer ones and, la and layer twos. Sure. Now I'll tell you what I do personally, and then I'll tell you kind of if I was maybe starting again, if I was a little bit more, I wanted Excellent. to take on more risk. So like what I do personally. The majority of my portfolio is Bitcoin and Ethereum. And so in this case, I would put maybe, you know, what I actually own, maybe 70% in Ethereum. Because in these bull markets, what I like to do is, you know, take some profits, keep them in USD, uh, keep them, and then some, put some in Ethereum. It used to be Bitcoin, now it's Ethereum, maybe this cycle, Solana, who knows. Um, so 70%, like my, what I actually do, 70% Ethereum, uh, maybe 0.5% uh, Cardano, maybe, uh, or to 20, yeah, 5% in uh, Cardano, 20% in uh, Solana. Uh, I have Arbitrum, Optimism, and Midas is kind of like my uh, dark horse wildcard pick in the L2 space. Um, now, if I'm if I'm starting all over and I want a more uh, more risk, you know, I want a potential for more gains and I'm prepared Degen. for that. More Degen, yeah. Yeah, Degen. I'd go, uh, let me think about it. Austin, you want to jump in? Austin, yeah. Yeah. From Please, please. I've been waiting for Rand to ask. I, uh, if it were me and Rand, I know that many people in crypto are degen. I am more of a conservative investor. So 50%, so $500,000 immediately is going into Ethereum. I think you have to ask yourself, what gives a blockchain value? To me, the answer is the developers, the TVL, total value locked, the community, all that. And in the bear market, Ethereum is still one of the kings in this space. Now we're also seeing Solana. Cardano has one of the most active communities, uh, but Ethereum's king. So I'd go 5,000 5, into Ethereum immediately. I have uh, the L1 list pulled up. I'd put another 200 into Solana. I'd put another 100 into Cardano. I'd put 200 into, I'll uh, put 100, in, I mean, 1,000, yeah. 2,000 into Polkadot. And uh, I'm Polkadot. a big, I, Polkadot, um, yeah. Polkadot, to me, I mean, it has it has a killer team. I think it's more decentralized than a lot of these other players. Aaron and I did just, uh, we're going to be doing uh, work with them in the future, um, part of their like grant system, just yes. making videos on Polkadot. Uh, for me, um, you know, I look at team, community, and technology, and Polkadot wanting to be um, uh, one of those, uh, you know, the L0 works with the other L1s. That's a big green flag to me. And also... According to them, they have went into the SEC. I also did a video on this about a week ago, and they say they have registered, and Polkadot is not a security. Again, we didn't get any official 
uh, announcement from the SEC. But according to them, they took Gary Gensler up on their offer, his offer, and they, uh, you know, put in the steps to make them compliant. To me, that's a big green flag, especially living in America. And um, I'm still, I also own Injective, so that would be my lower cap L1 um, that I own, Injective, and that would complete my list. Okay, so that so that's the that's the layer one list. Um, great. Even though I do like Cosmos too, I don't own any, but Cosmos to me, I think they're um, more missionary driven than mercenary driven. Meaning the developers on there really do believe in the, in the system they're building. So I do like Cosmos as well. Okay, so but when you say Cosmos, you mean the technology? Or you mean the chain? You mean like the the atom token, or you mean the the Cosmos chain atom token, or you mean? Cosmos, the ecosystem where they're, I mean, here, I'll just quickly just put it up because I, I just had it open a second ago. Here it is. That's the Cosmos ecosystem. So it's, it, these are all the chains on Cosmos. I like, well, I was naming the token for my little, for my portfolio, but I like, I like it because of the ecosystem and because of some of the projects and the developers and the people building. All right. Where in a $10,000 portfolio, oh yeah, go for it. Aaron? Well, I just, I finally, I needed to be reminded of all the different L2s and L1s so I can do a, do a, real good list for your audience. Mind if I just quickly yeah, go, like, go, tell go you what it. my portfolio Okay, guys, this is my DG, this is Altcoin Daily, Aaron from Altcoin Daily, my like riskier portfolio for maybe bigger gains. If I had $1,000 today, how would I do it? I'm going to tell you two different portfolios. One is just Ethereum layer twos and one is just alternative layer ones. Okay. So my layer, two, my layer two portfolio is, you know, we're going to, Take some of the high caps first because we don't want tons of risk. I'm going to put uh, 200 in Polygon. They they're about to go to Polygon 2.0, and from the narrative alone, not to mention the tech is superior, but from the narrative alone, the 2.0 version uh, that's going to create a lot of hype in a bull market. We're going to do 200 there. We're going to do 200 of Immutable X as well. They yes. have a very big gaming ecosystem, and I think they're about to pop. Uh, they had a big partnership with TikTok last year. I mean, two years ago, it wasn't, I guess, a huge partnership, but they are they are very well connected. I mean, they're, they are uh, very close actually to Polygon. Uh, Starknet, their coin has, has yet to be launched, uh, but as soon as that coin is launched, I expect a great initial pump in the bull market. I probably wanna be out of it by the time the market turns because there's gonna be a lot of selling pressure at some point for Starknet, uh, but I do uh, 300 there, two, two, three, that's seven. I would do 200 into Metis, like we talked about. That's kind of like a dark horse. Vitalik's mom is involved. Just from a narrative point of view, I think that's interesting. And then we'll do the other 100 divided into Optimism and Arbitrum. So that's my layer two portfolio. And then my uh, alternative uh, Ethereum portfolio, like I said, I think there's still going to be, I mean, ecosystems are developing naturally. It's like you know, last cycle, they got bit up a lot just because people were, were looking for the next Ethereum. I think that's going to still happen to an extent because Ethereum is still going to be expensive. But I think, you know, like I said, the alternative Ethereum options, I think it should be more consolidated this cycle. And with that, I don't know, should we count Injective? I'm very bullish on Injective Protocol. I've seen them listed as an L1. Uh, if you can call them an L1, I, I, an L1. I think you can. I mean, yeah, yeah. Any chain that's built like on Cosmos, is built as an L1 chain just using the Cosmos technology. So I think there's no doubt that Injective is an L1. And, and you okay. look at the ecosystem being built there. So it is an L1, and I think it's one of the best performing L1s. Full disclosure, I am an investor. I invested in them in the IDO, in the ICO in 2017 or 16 or whenever that was. Yeah, actually, we had a very, very small allocation back then as well. Uh, not 
too noteworthy nowadays, but just for full disclosure, we had a very small allocation way back in the day. And, uh, but I still like them and they've been doing well, obviously. Um, yeah, I'll add dot. Um, we just got a grant from their treasury, but I was, we were bullish on them before. Uh, we'll go 300 into injective, uh, 200 into dot. I'm going to go 300 in Car into Cardano. That's, they still have a huge community. Um, yeah, we'll go 200 into Adam. And then what do I have left? Like 200, okay, so 300. I want to, I, I want to stop you for a second. So you, you mentioned Cardano sure. and you mentioned the community and I think there's sure. community and then there is community. One community is community on Twitter, community love Charles Hoskinson, community, community um, love token. And the other one is community I'm building, community VC, community I'm writing checks and I'm building cool stuff on, on, the, on the network. You mentioned the Cardano community and I know Cardano has a very, very, very strong Twitter community, um, but I don't see the same translated into the builder community. Like I don't see, you know, we're in the VC game, we're, we're pretty much I think similar to you, we make investments in projects. I don't see, you know, I probably get one out of a hundred or, or two out of a hundred projects that are actually building something on Cardano. Um, it just feels to me like there's less people building on Cardano. How, how do you feel about that? I mean, do you think that, am I right, first of all, or? I think you're right, certainly, in that there is a less VC component. I think Charles Hoskinson often spins that as a positive, but it's just yes. something that they are um, that is less in their community. Uh, the community I was talking about was like the, the retail community, which is so present on Twitter and YouTube. I, I think one of the reasons is because Charles Hoskinson is streaming almost every day on these platforms, the platforms we're on. So it's very obvious to see that community. Um, and then like, yeah, yeah, we invest in some projects. To be honest, I don't think we've ever invested in a Cardano native project. Um, and they are lacking when it comes to just development in general. And something I don't like is that I think they could improve on perhaps. Um, Charles Hoskinson, I would love if you could write this down, consider this. Like in 2021, you know, Cardano only got smart contract capable, kind of like the, that, the second half of the bull run, like the mm. gaining usership like Solana did and so many other chains, they kind of missed out on that. And rather than come out, Charles Hoskinson say, Hey, you know, yeah, we kind of missed the boat a little bit. We'll do, we'll do better. This is what we were prioritizing, but hopefully, you know, we'll do better in the future. Kind of just came out and said, "What you guys like DeFi? DeFi is easy, dude. We can easily do DeFi." And you know, I just think you know that would be a criticism is that sometimes they're too slow for their own good. And yeah, uh, they'll, they'll, argue, they'll argue that they're slow because they're doing things properly, and they they'll argue that everyone else is fast and doing things that break. Example: Charles will tell you that. Yes, Solana may have more developers and more VC money, but Solana also went down X amount of times, whereas Cardano hasn't gone down. You know, like, so there is the other side of the argument. I don't know. It just to me, at some point, you got to bet on traction and not promise. You know, like I think at some point the markets. If you're a new project, the market says I'm going to value you on the promise of big things to come. If you're an old project, the market's going to be value on traction. Problem is that Cardano mm -hmm. is an old project and they'll tell you they've got traction. But when I look at the actual stats, I'm, I'm not seeing the actual traction. That's the part that's actually worrying me. And it saddens me because I have a whole big bag of Cardano, which I bought at six cents a long time ago. Um, and I look at it every day and I'm like, you know, be better, do better. But I, I just don't have the, because I like Charles and because I love the community and they're such a passionate community, I can't let those tokens go. And to be honest, I've made some actually a few investments in the Cardano ecosystem, which I'm holding on very tight. And I think I'm emotionally attached to them. Maybe I shouldn't be. I don't know. Uh, you know what? I, 
I think there's value in what you're saying. Um, like I said, the community aspect I'm talking about is just retail. And if Charles Hoskinson ever stops streaming, I'd be bearish. Um, but also something they have coming up, big development upgrade, Midnight Protocol, which is kind of like their sidechain, ZK sidechain. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that excites people, a new token, you know, and something new to talk about. So in the context of a bull market, you know, I could see them still being part of the conversation. Listen, they had a huge pump uh, over the weekend. I mean, I don't know if you guys were watching. I'm, sh I'm sure you were watching because we all we all watch uh, the show the, all the time. But I mean, that was the Cardano pump over the weekend. So. Yeah, you can actually see the, you can actually see the, the open interest going up and then just crashing down as the as the leverage got liquidated. But to be completely honest, you know, I, you know, I've much more, you know, I think just Ethereum in itself, um, it's going to appreciate less, but it's certainly less risky. I mean, it's proven the users are there. Yeah, I'm here for um, risk. I'm here for risk. Uh, like okay, honestly, like okay. if I'm if I'm not if I'm not looking for risk, I'm going into Bitcoin, Ethereum, and the stock market. But I'm here for risk. You know, I didn't come here to make, I'm, I came here to make life-changing money. I, I didn't come to crypto to make, especially, you, you know why I think that? I'll tell you why I think that. I think that there's going to be very few opportunities in anyone's lifetime, and specifically in our lifetime, to get involved in a market which has technology that's going to change the world and has this thing called a token which creates liquidity. So I think there's a very, very, very limited window for people to make life-changing money. In this, and I think we've had three cycles, and maybe this is the fourth cycle, arguably. But I don't think there's going to be a cycle number five, and a cycle number six, and a cycle number seven. And my biggest fear, my biggest concern is that I don't think that any industry ever is going to be able to give us the immediate returns in a liquid way, um, ever, as we're going to get in crypto. And so my biggest concern is that if I spend this cycle in Bitcoin, Ethereum, and even, to be honest, maybe like Solana, but even Solana's on the border then I feel that I may have just wasted an opportunity, which will, guys, I've been around for multiple cycles. I was around for the internet cycle. I was around for the social media cycle. I was around for the mobile phone cycle. I've been around for, and I'm, I'm, even the AI cycle. Look at the AI cycle and tell me how many of your friends are making life-changing money in AI? Because the answer is zero, right? Zero, because it's not liquid. And so to me, like when you say go Ethereum and you say uh, go conservative, that's great, but that's not why I'm here. I'm here because I want my heart to pump. I want to wake up in the morning. I want to wake up in the morning. The first thing I would do, I look at. I want to look at my phone, and then I want my heart to be racing to start my day. That that's how, that's how I want to do it. <laughs> and I just want to. I totally. I agree. You know, certainly there's people here for both things. And I just want to say, you know, if I had to give just one piece of general advice, not financial advice, just opinion, like how to really do well, the average retail person, how can they really do well and get like the the, the biggest gains and really really try and like change their life in that way in crypto because it is possible for sure. I would just say, you know, stay in tune with what's going on every day. Watch crypto banter every day. Watch altcoin daily every day and whatever, whatever, wherever you get your info, stay in tune with like the narratives, try to catch them early. Like for instance, right now we see tokens on Solana blowing up. Right now we see tokens on uh, Avalanche blowing up. And you kind of see that those ecosystems are are thriving or, or injective, whatever it is. And, you know, if I, if I were new, I mean, this is what I'm doing to an extent, but if I were new and I really wanted to make those huge gains, I'd get involved in those eco ecosystems, degen into different NFTs, different uh, tokens, and have a plan to realize profits, realize those are there risk plays, and have, and have a plan to kind of scale out. I'm locking in profits here. If I get a 5X, I'm going to sell 10, 20%, whatever it is. So you want to have, like, you want to lock in profits on everything so you don't get burnt at all. But I would definitely say jump into narratives early and sell early too, to be honest. And then you lock some profits into 
um, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, or the higher caps, top top ten coins that you think are are pretty solid, and then also lock profits into just you know money like USD too. Okay, so um, with that in mind, we're going to talk about other altcoin narratives, but I just want to ask you guys both a, a question, quick answer. Um, Austin, what is the biggest mistake you've been around for? I've been watching you guys for two cycles. I guess this is the third cycle I've been watching you guys. I guess you guys have probably been around for one more cycle. What's the biggest mistake that you're going to fix? in this cycle that you've got wrong every other cycle? The biggest mistake for me, I know the answer immediately, it's to, and this is something I know, but I, all, I have to make sure I'm reminded myself of this in, in the wild times is take emotion out of investing. Have a plan, stick to it. And that essentially means in times of euphoria, um, when everybody's yelling, buy, 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 take a step back, um, look at the market and don't stray from the plan of, you know, of, of the long term outlook, buying the dips, whatever it is, just like when the market's tanking, when there's uh, when there's depression, when there's blood in the streets, don't get scared off. Um, so um, remove emotion, you know, so just as a, as, a, as something that may help you guys, certainly it helped me. I created a portfolio, which is about five to 10 percent of my portfolio. I call that the emotion bucket. Every time that I get dragged in by FOMO that goes against my investment principle, I, I use that bucket. Now, in times of peak euphoria, that bucket is usually more full than my portfolio bucket. But in times of normality, that bucket usually lands up being half as full. So I, I know that I'm emotional and I can't stop being emotional. I've tried because it's just I'm human and it's who I am. But I've, so what I've done is I've created a hard and fast rule saying I have a core portfolio but then I have the emotional bucket and that emotional bucket, I can do whatever I want. I can degen into NFTs. I can, I can degen into Twitter bets that people, Twitter meme coins that people do. And at the end of the day, maybe I'm maybe the emotional part of me will be right. And then that 10% bucket will 10 X and it'll become a hundred X a hundred percent bucket. But if not, at least I've only blown up 10% of my portfolio. Aaron, your biggest mistake that you want to fix this cycle. I know we've all been around for multiple cycles. Let's focus on one mistake. This is a huge mistake that new people make all the time. Seriously, do not make this mistake. And it is simply, and I'll explain this, do not become a maxi. Do not join the cult. Yes. Do not marry yes. your altcoins. In other words, people come in and they they see, you know, there is communities in each coin. There's the Bitcoin maxis. There's the Ethereum maxis. There's the Cardano people. They seem like they're smarter. There's the there's the Richard Hart coins cult. They seem like, oh, they're so anti-establishment. I would say the smartest thing you can do is not join any of those cults. You know, have a foot in. You know, it's fun to be part of the conversation. But it's just, it, it's a way to kind of make yourself feel better that, oh, I know what's right. I don't even, I, I don't need to like look out there to see if there's a new trend or a new something um, and often what happens is you're left holding bags. And then even I see people in the next cycle who I would assume kind of got burnt being a, a maxi or in the cult in the prior cycle, still doing the same thing that they haven't even, you know, realized that just because you bought a coin initially and went to a meetup initially, you don't have to continue to go down that road. And you can kind of, you know, don't don't marry your altcoins, treat your money so, like it's just that money. So what I say is I always say, if you don't speculate, you don't accumulate. If you speculate and you don't accumulate, you become a passionate bag holder. So the idea is just because you're down on a coin doesn't mean that you have to get emotionally married to it. In fact, from what I've learned, that's probably the best time to cut and to move on and to actually hate the coin and, and just get the hell out of there and, and, and go into something bigger and better. All right. Um, um, 
other narratives that you guys are bullish on. We don't have much time left, but um, Austin, maybe talk me through a few other narratives that you're bullish on in this bull market, or at least at this stage of the bull market, because there's no doubt that it's going to change. I would say I'm most bullish on uh, L1s and L2s, having a basket of those, but let's put that aside because obviously those are uh, maybe more of the safer place because things build on top of the L1s. So no matter what aspect of DeFi makes it, no matter what aspect of gaming makes it, obviously the L1s are accruing value, which is something different than what we saw in the internet bubble where all the values flow to the very top. So obviously very bullish on those. Um, if I had to pick something else, I would say that I'm bullish on gaming. I was actually just looking at Alluvium and uh, ApeCoin and just starting to, I was fig trying to figure out a position. If I could get a, a position in Alluvium, I currently don't have one, um, but their tokenomics look wild to me. They only have like nine, I forget, they have a very low amount of, of tokens and uh, uh, mostly all of them are out circulating. And obviously if you look at the footage, if you look at the in-game footage, that's the that's the that's one of the biggest thing to me, the gamers seem to like it. Um, so I think gaming is still gonna be huge. I think and it doesn't worry you. It doesn't worry that there's a 150 percent pump since. I told you I did not get in. That did worry me. I said I'm not. I said yeah. I did not get in because because I there was no entry. But mm. so yeah, that that does worry me. Um, but um, yeah, the gamers like it. So I'm still bullish on gaming. I think a big difference this time is uh, last cycle in gaming, people tried to force the crypto, the Web three narrative first. And now that's sort of on the back end, it's an option and it's more integrated into actually fun games um, that and then De the DeFi ecosystem, hugely bullish on. Um, and uh, any yeah, specific those, those... Any, any specific tokens in the DeFi ecosystem? I am. I was an early investor in Prisma. That's liquid staking tokens. And again, yeah, I'm too. not a. OK, yeah. And mm -hmm. I, I'm not um, I, I don't even um, necessarily. I, I'm just betting on narratives, and I think Ethereum is going to be huge. I think support in the ETH ecosystem uh, is going to be monster. So when I can like, to me, I see that as more like a back end. Um, maybe infrastructure is the wrong word, but just like betting on the Ethereum narrative in general, I think that's a big one. All right, Aaron, your, yours. Any other narratives that you're bullish on? Um. You know what? Not, I don't have too much extra to say. The only other specific altcoin I would mention, and I'd love actually if Austin could define it since he's way better than me. It's something we were in the early uh, uh, investor sale with, which is a bonsai seed. Austin, what's the best way to describe I've never, it? I've never even heard of it. I'm, I've never even heard of it, which is. I don't know if it's going to be around more than one cycle. I hope, but you know, this cycle. I think and again, these like are it. our little degen plays. Yes. Um, but the thing I, we liked about, I liked about it is um, it's a no code uh, turnkey sort of solution for builders and creators. And obviously, if you're building code, the customizable, more high-level ones are always going to be the best. Um, but if, if you know, there's builders in the space that want um, uh, a, a solution that's already audited, so you don't have to worry about bugs, it's it's just a plug-and-play solution, I think that's going to be big. So and it, there's I, a very limited circulating supply. Yeah, that's called Bonsai Seed. Don't get it confused with other seed tickers. Um, and uh, yeah, low circulating supply, and it just launched on the market. So it's you know pre-pump, you know could go lower. Right? Listen, guys, I think for today that's uh, we're out of time. It's been amazing having you guys, as I said, and you guys are so full of knowledge, which is like it's absolutely amazing, guys. If you don't follow these guys, it's simple. Just go to all, oh, let, let me just go here. 
Uh, I had your site up here. So there we go. Just go to Altcoin Daily. Let's see if we can pump these numbers to 1.4 million. It's 1.36 million. Let's see if the community can all go there right now, bang the number to 1.4 million. When they wake up in the morning, um, there'll be 1.4 million. Also, the type of content that they make, guys, it's so, so, so palatable. It's like 10, 12, 15 minute videos every single day. Occasionally, they do much longer ones, but generally, you wake up in the morning, specifically in our time zone, and you've got 10, 12 minutes of the best news that's happened out there, um, and it's all in one place. So go, go and follow them. Let's give them some love. They've also, they, they're good friends of ours. They're good friends of the channel. I also did Killer Wells with them, which is, was amazing. It's actually when I got to know the guys uh, much better. Great fucking experience. Can't wait for it to... to um, to launch guys thank you so 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 much sending you guys so much love we'll see you guys again soon on banter and maybe well actually i'll be on your channel sometime later this week as well so yep thank you guys thank you Rand. cool so that was them and i said you guys it's a it's a rare treat because not only do they usually not get interviewed but usually you get one you don't get both i managed to get you guys both so yeah um, guys, remember, if you haven't already subscribed to Banter Plus, please give us love here on Banter Plus. All the, the, the Plus content, the previous, the premium content is coming onto Banter Plus. So just smash the subscribe button. Also, remember a few other things. Number one, there are less than 20 days left if you want to win a Bitcoin, a full Bitcoin. I'm not kidding. The way to do it is you go to Banter Bubbles. Here it is. You go to Banter Bubbles. You go onto the winner Bitcoin. You've got to have an exchange account using one of these exchanges and a crypto banter link. Now, if you don't have one, that's cool. Take one out here and you can get all these amazing sign-up bonuses. You can get $30,000 on Bybit, $8,000 on BitGet if you live in the UK and Canada. CoinW is available, OKX. Make your prediction. You have an advantage on everybody else. And the reason is these guys have been voting for the last four months. You see all these guys here? They've all been voting for the last four months. You're coming in now at the end. You know the price is 41600 21 days before, you still have five chances to, to vote, but you've got to get an exchange account using a crypto banter link. Go in here, put in your, 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 um, your final, uh, your, your prediction. Josh, can we, can we maybe let the guys do like five predictions without having to wait five weeks? Do you think we can do that? Okay, we're going to do that. We're going to do that. All right, so go and make your prediction. Stand a chance to win a Bitcoin. It's really the only place in the world where you'll ever be able to win a Bitcoin so easily. Guys, I will see you guys again on this channel probably tomorrow and the next day, and the next day. So subscribe. Until then, trade well, my friends.